Welcome, everybody, to the Tiffany Talks podcast show, where we discuss holistic health, healing, and helping others in 30 minutes or less. I'm your host, Tiffany Patlin. Let's get started. Our special guest today is Natalie Hurdley. She helps female CEOs to create consistent rituals around healthy habits to get long lasting results. She will help you to stop doing diets that don't work and exercises you hate. She will teach you how to start loving your workouts, celebrate your wins and feel stronger than ever before. Let's welcome Natalie. Hi. Hi. How are you doing today? I'm great. I love that intro. Oh, thank you so much. It's I, I do so much, so I try to cram it in a tiny little bit. <laughs> so That's thank so cool. you for that. Um, so I'm so happy to have you here today uh, to fulfill our physical health segment um, because, you know, physical health is so important. Just knowing a stagnant body will promote disease. We have to get our bodies moving. So I'm so excited to have you on today to share your genius and everything. Um, so to get started, would you like to elaborate on how it is that you got started on this incredible journey of yours? Absolutely. Uh, I grew up in sport. So sport is completely like in my blood, I think. From the age of four, I was... I was playing soccer, I was swimming, cycling, um, and I was part of a uh, professional soccer team. I swam for the county, cycled a little bit as well. So it was just, it's just always been a part of my life. It was a, it was a way for kind of my parents to introduce me to things that were outside of their world and then allow me to sort of build on whatever it is that I enjoyed. And I only ever did what I enjoyed. If I wasn't enjoying it, I didn't do it. My parents never pushed me into, into doing something I didn't like. And then when it came to, you know, adulthood and you have to pay bills and make money. <laughs> uh, originally, I wanted to go to coaching. And then they wouldn't accept me on the coaching course because they said I was too young. And I had to wait a year. So one of the other lecturers said, I'll take you. So, wow. so I jumped into the personal trainers course instead. And then I got my coaching badges after that. And then I thought I can help so many more people with personal training than I can with coaching. So I combined the two and I put a lot of my coaching into my personal training. Oh, I love that. I love that so much. Um, I know that you were recently, you recently took some time off and you left to go do a competition, right? I did, yeah. Share. <laughs> so when I was, I don't know, 2019, so uh, what, 30, when I was 30, I decided to jump into another sport, uh, powerlifting. And 
it was just a little bit of fun, bit of focus, bit of, you know, a bit of goal setting for myself. And I fell in love with it straight away. The Team GB coach, he really nurtured me and taught me a lot and pushed my body in a way that he'd never been pushed before. Mm. And I thought, you know, I'm, I'm pretty old to become a new athlete again. <laughs> But no, I love it. it. I just fell in love with it. I did my first competition I did for charity. And after that, I was like, yeah, I want to I wanna see where this can go. And what I love about it is because you're a single entity, it's all about you versus yourself. And this is how I approach health completely. I don't think we should compare ourselves in any way to anybody else. If you have a goal then yes, you can kind of use other people for inspiration and for motivation, but to say, I want to look like her or I want to be like her because that's quite a common thing, especially with social media. Oh yeah. I think, I think that's dangerous and I think it can lead you down a path of, of self-destruction, quite honestly, because each one of us is unique. And our body is unique in many different ways. Our lifestyle is unique in many different ways. And I think we need to start treating our, our bodies and ourselves like the uniqueness that we are. That's, that's what I think. Um, and then in June this year, I qualified for the British Powerlifting Championships, which was the goal. And then a couple of weeks later, my coach just threw a spanner into the works and said... <laughs> let's go for the world championships and i just i just kind of laughed laughed it off and then he went let's go you qualified let's go so book booked a trip to poland spent 10 days in poland my first competition day went terrible absolutely awful it was a real mental battle mm. through the whole day and when I got back to my hotel room on the night time, um, I phoned my husband and I ranted at him because I needed to get the frustration out and I didn't want to do it with the people around me because they were all either celebrating or dealing with their own frustrations. Yeah. So I kept it in, got on the phone with him, ranted at him, and then I got off the phone and I was like, right, it's gone bad. It happens, everybody has a bad day. There's nothing I can do. There's nothing I can do to change that. But what I can do is I can enter the single lifts over the next two days. Or I can do nothing. Mm. So I was like, I've got a choice. What do I do? So the next morning at breakfast, I spoke to my coach. I said, I want to enter the next two days of single lifting. I feel physically, I feel fine. So, and he went, okay, let's go for it. So I went, got checked in, paid my money. On the Thursday, my single single lift, um, I won a gold medal, broke two world and European records. <laughs> so incredible. And then on the Friday, I won another two gold medals. Uh, that's it. So I love it so much. <laughs> um, and, you know, people said to me, they were like, why did you jump in to those two days when it wasn't part of the plan? And the way I thought about it was really simple. 
if if I'd have not done that, then the failure of Tuesday would have ate away at me. Mm. It would have ate away at my confidence. It would have infuriated me even more. And then it was a case of do something about it. Don't moan about it unless you're willing to do something about it. You're in a position where you can change something. It might go terrible, but at least you've tried. Yes. And then I tried and it went really well. I love that so very much. I knew that you had won a medal, but I didn't know that backstory. So I'm so grateful that you shared that because there's so much power in that. There's a lesson in there too. Um, You're right. It could have easily, it could have been so easy to just carry that frustration, carry that anger, carry that disappointment and just go home and imagine how that would have affected, you know, we all know, right? But you made a decision. You had the power to make that choice. You said, you know what? I'm going to do this. And you're, you're right. What can it hurt? And so that is, that is so inspiring that you put yourself out there like that and did it and look what happened. (laughs) I know. Right. And on, after I spoke to my husband on the Tuesday night, I went on to my Instagram and I, I, I told everybody, I was like, today went awful. I am so disappointed with myself. I am literally going to sit in my hotel room now and just be mad at myself for the rest of the night. So if I don't reply to any of your messages, it's because I'm shouting at myself in the mirror or something. (laughs) And the messages I got through my Instagram were massive, you know, just streams and streams of women going, you've, you've still done amazing. You actually qualified for it. What you've achieved is so good. Thank you for sharing, not just the good stuff, but the other stuff as well. And that's really important to me. I do share the not so nice side because I think that's really important. I think one of the worst things that can happen when you're going through a health journey is thinking that you're on your own and that this doesn't happen to anybody else where actually that's just not true. So I I think you look at social media and people only share the good stuff. Yeah. So I do share the other side of it occasionally just to bring it back to reality and say, listen, this happens and it's normal. It's how we deal with it that then affects what happens next. Yes. You know? Yes, that is so beautiful. And something really important that you mentioned was that we shouldn't compare ourselves Mm -hmm. to other people, but through like your story sharing, it can help inspire us. So like when one of, you know, if we go and we decide to go do something and it doesn't go well, we can, you know, pull that motivation and that inspiration from just your story by you sharing that, that, Hey, you know, I'm doing this and this didn't happen, but guess what? I can try this or do that. And you might win your own gold medals, you know, in a different way, you know, but you will be rewarded. So that is amazing. And you're right. We do need to share, um, you know, the, the not so pretty part of life, because by doing that, and then people see our progress, it's like, wow, it works. If you just show all the pretty, it's like, well, what do you do when it's not pretty? Yeah. So I'm glad that you did that. And you shared that because it's, it's helping people. And I encourage everybody else to do that. Be more raw, be more real, be more authentic 
because it actually helps other people. Yeah, so I think so. I think I think so. And look, look, going back to the the picture, a lot of people they they want to lose weight or they want to dr- trim down. They will potentially get a picture of their old selves or a picture of a celebrity or something, and it's that's fine for inspiration. But don't try and be that person. Use it to inspire you and motivate you for sure. But you're not that person. Right. Or you're not that person anymore if it's an old photo of you. So use it, but don't aim for that as a goal because right. it's not realistic. Not only that, we have different body parts. We, we're built differently. So That's you might it. find a picture of a woman and you're like, oh my gosh, I want to look like her. But it might be physically impossible to do that. Why? Right. Not because you're not beautiful or not worthy or any of the lies that might be in your head. It's just that your body is unique and different. And what Natalie does is help you with your unique body become the best that it can be. That's what Natalie helps you do. Um, And I know it's, it's not, if we have that mindset of, oh, I need to be skinny. Oh, I need to lose weight. I think we're already starting off on the wrong foot. It's more of the mindset of, I want to be as healthy as I can be. How can I do that? And that's what Natalie helps people do specifically. I mean, look at her. She's amazing. She's incredible. She's got her gold medals. Like she knows what she's doing. And what I love is that you also have the mental health piece in there. You help people realize that, you know, you are unique, you are different, and you have an amazing body. It's just hiding somewhere inside there. (laughs) You know, we can bring it out. (laughs) Definitely. And, you know, something that I help my ladies focus on is is let's let's shift things a little bit. Let's focus on the weight that we can lift rather than the weight that we are. Ooh, because yeah. there's a huge there's a huge thing out there of our weight is being used to kind of like define who we are and mm-hmm. we're not we're not a number on the scale. We're yeah. not and we're never going to be. So why are we using it? You know, why are we doing that to ourselves? We're doing it to ourselves, right? So if we focus on the performance side of it, whether you want to be an athlete or not is irrelevant. If we can focus on your strengths and the weight that you can lift, you see that progress of the weights going up and up or the reps going up and up or the time frame going up and up every single week, you're going to be more consistent because you're going to be winning and everybody loves to win. And if you can win a little bit every single week without being drawn back to what the scales are doing, you're going to get consistent. And we all know that if you're consistent, you will see results. And yes. the reason people don't see results is because they're inconsistent. Yes. Um, can you share a little bit about, um, because I feel like there's this negative connotation that comes with lifting a lot of women, cause this used to even be me in the very, very beginning, a long time ago, I used to think, oh, I don't want to lift weights because I don't want to get big and bulky. I learned better, <laughs> but I know there might be some of us out there that don't know. Can you please elaborate on that? Of course. Um, the only people who need to worry about that are men, <laughs> um, right? We don't have that level of testosterone in our bodies naturally to bulk out 
if you like. We just don't have it. There's there's many women who come to me and they go, as soon as I start lifting, I start balking. No, you don't. You don't at all, right? What you're doing is your muscles are growing, but they're growing in strength. For a woman's muscle to grow in size is extremely long and difficult. And it cannot be done by accident. You know, if you went up to a man who was trying to bulk and you told him that you were bulking by accident, I would give him permission to hit you because <laughs> this is so offensive. Like, obviously, I wouldn't do that. But right. <laughs> I would be like, in his mind, he wants to strangle you right now because that's really offensive. He's working so hard right. and probably sacrificing so much to get a tiny bit of muscle gain and you're walking it up to him telling telling him you're doing it by accident when actually for a woman it's just not possible unless you're unless you're taking something synthetic that you aren't telling somebody else about it's not going to happen you know i lift nearly double my body weight and i have done for the past 2 years and i'm not bulky so I think I'm a good kind of example of that. Because if anybody was going to bulk, it's probably going to be me. <laughs> yes. And um, something that I learned, too, is that those that do focus on the numbers at the scale, it can confuse you, too, because muscle weighs more than fat. And so you might not see the results right away. By all means, correct me if I'm wrong, but um, you don't see the results um, right away because a lot of times your muscle, your fat is being converted into muscle. So it's another reason why not to put all your, you know, focus on those numbers on the scale. Um, sometimes I'll look at it just for, you know, just to see where I'm at. But like you, I know better than to focus on that. And that's it. That's the end game. That's it. The numbers on the scale. It's, it's so much more than that. Mm -hmm. um, can I, can I just jump in there? Yes, so, please. Uh, so um, this is sort of a misconception that's huge in the industry. Muscle doesn't weigh more than fat. Really? Right. So a pound of muscle and a pound of fat still weighs a pound. See, learning something new every day. Thank you for right. sharing that. Cause right. I still had that belief. Right. Muscle is denser than fat so a pound of fat takes up more space than a pound of muscle so one of the most common things you'll find through exercise but mostly when it comes to weight training is you you might find yourself losing inches but the scale the scales say exactly the same thing and that's where the the myth of well muscle weighs weighs more than fat it doesn't it's just that it takes up less space. And it's actually healthier for us to lose inches than it is to lose weight. So for me, with a client, if they're losing weight on the scales, I don't know what type of weight they're losing. They could be losing fat. They could be losing muscle. They, they could be losing water. Now, we don't want them losing water or muscle. We want them losing fat. If you're, But we don't know that from the weight on the scales. If you look at your inches or your dress size and that's shrinking, 
but the weight on the scales is the same, we pretty much know that you're losing fat. Now, to me, that is much better data to aim for and monitor than the weight on the scales because we know more about it. Yeah, thank you for sharing and clarifying that because, you know, I'm I'm on my journey as well, you know. I know. <laughs> I haven't been as good as I need to be, but, you know, when I try my best to listen to my body, when my body is just not feeling it, I do not force myself. You know, my body might need rest that day for whatever reason. So I allow myself to rest. And when I'm ready, like um, something interesting that I learned from you, something else I learned from you was um, during our menstruation, we are actually stronger. And I'm over here thinking the opposite, thinking, oh, you know, I have to lay down. I have to be out and about. I can't do anything. I was just like going with that. But um, you shared something. You want to elaborate on that? Because I thought that was really important for women to know. Yeah. So um, over here in schools, they try and encourage girls to do um, exercise and take part in their exercise classes at school during uh, their period, where a lot of parents would sign their kids off to not do that, where the school actually encourages it. Wow. And it's because of how much of how healthy it actually is to keep our body moving during that period. Um, it's harder because our energy is focused elsewhere. So we're, we are lacking in energy. But if we can find a little bit of energy, you don't need a lot, just a little bit of energy to lift some weights. You'll probably find that in that session, you'll lift more than what you've ever lifted before. I love that. And what would you say is the difference between powerlifting and just regularly working out with weights? Um, To be honest, powerlifting is focused on uh, three foundational lifts, which is a back squat, a deadlift, and a bench press. But even though those are the lifts that we compete with, we still lift in many other ways as accessory work. What I like about powerlifting is it kind of gives you a really good thing to aim for because you're using your whole body in every single lift. And it's a great thing for you to then monitor progression in in such a powerful way. And then the accessory work, your weights may may not go up because you're already fatigued when you're doing it. But without the accessory work, the progression on your bigger lifts is going to be so much slower. What I find when I'm training clients and I introduce them to the powerlifting exercises, what I find is that their confidence immediately goes up and then that spreads over everything that they do in their life I love in, that in their life so in the boardroom in meetings with their kids with other moms it just has this amazing ripple effect everywhere their husbands notice their kids notice you know I get messages from their husbands going I don't know what you're doing, but keep doing it. Keep doing it. Like, 
Like I, you know, I had a guy come up to me in the gym the once and he said to me, he said, Oh, you're doing a really great job with my wife. And I was like, Oh, thank you. And he went, she's not yelling at me anymore. Brilliant. <laughs> and I was like, right. And he, and, and that is because we're using the energy in her sessions. So she's not as stressed. It's such a great stress relief. If you find yourself, you know, snapping at your kids and then feeling guilty about it, that's no way to live, but it's no way for them to live either, right? So if we can channel that stress and that negative energy into something positive, not just for your body, but for your mind, that is then going to spread it to the people around you. Because if you're no longer snapping at your kids, your kids are probably going to be better behaved. If you're no longer snapping at your husband, your husband's going to be happier. Yes. And then that, again, has a ripple effect around other people around you. And that's what I love. I love I love the fact that fitness, no, you know, no matter what form of fitness, but fitness can have such a positive impact on absolutely everything else. And, and to me, that's important. Very um, I know, I know the difference. I know the difference that when I don't work out in a day, if I don't work out and well, for whatever reason, I notice that things can get to me a little bit more easier than they would yeah. had I worked out that day. When I work yeah. out in the mornings, I notice the difference. I am much more calmer. I'm able to handle things better. Um, so yeah, I agree a hundred percent. A little, a little funny story around that is so before we have a competition we have to have a week off we're not allowed to train for a week we're not allowed to do anything for a whole week and then when we finish competing same we're not allowed to train again for a whole week and my clients will say to me they'll go when are you competing and I'll tell them and they'll go right so the week before you're going to be really horrible to us and I'm like yeah (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to push you hard that week because I'm going to be in a mood right (laughs) Um, but it's because I'm honest with my clients about it and I'm honest with the way I'm feeling about it, you know, not training affects my mental health negatively because I've, I've lived with exercise being a release my whole life, but I still understand the importance of rest. And I know that if I want to progress, rest is a key factor in that. So I'm honest with my clients about it. I'm like this week I'm struggling I'm not allowed to train. So mentally I'm struggling because I don't have that release. If I, if I'm a bit off in a session or if I'm pushing you a little bit harder, just bear it in mind. And over the years, my clients have turned it into a little bit of a joke and gone, Oh my God, this week you're going to be horrible, aren't you? And and it's (laughs) turned into such a, such of a funny sort of subject that it's no longer a problem. It's actually something we laugh about together. I love that, that real, honest authenticity. I mean, you can't get better than that. And, you know, everybody has a bad day or a bad week. Yeah. It doesn't matter whether you're a coach or train. It doesn't, even if you're a mindset coach, you're still going to have bad days. You're a human. <laughs> exactly. And, <laughs> and I think I think it's really honest for us all to be honest about that. Because just because I'm an athlete doesn't mean that I don't have the same struggles that you do. I might not, but I I might. 
Right. And I think it's important that more people are honest about it because if we're honest and open about it, we can help more people. Yes. I love it. And that's what it's about. Let's help our fellow neighbors for whatever that means, whether it's, you know, letting them vent like you did so you can go perform (laughs) or, you know, just, just being there for them. But yes, I mean, this is good stuff. And as we come to the end of our show, can you share with the, the audience anything like a golden nugget, a phrase, a mantra, anything at all that can just help somebody that might be struggling and is not in that space of fitness just yet? Sure. When you're beginning, you're a beginner. Whether you're reintroducing it into your life or you're doing it for the first time. So give yourself grace to learn. Not just you, but your body too. It's a learning phase. Don't rush it. Don't stress about it. Give yourself that grace. Even if it's just a case of, right, before I go to the gym, I'm going to gain the habit of walking an extra 1,000 steps a day. Then next week, I'm going to up it to 2,000 steps extra a day. And then when I feel a little bit better in myself, I'm going to introduce the next thing. And that's okay. There's no time limit on it. And it's all about how you feel. If you're not doing, if you hate exercise, change what you're doing. If you're inconsistent with exercise, change the type of exercise that you're doing. The majority of people who come to me hate exercise. I introduce them to weight training, they fall in love with it, and then consistency is no longer an obstacle. And because of that, they then get results that they've never had before. Because consistency is key. I love that so much. So you guys, you want to check out Natalie. If you are a beginner, she's there to help you. She knows that A to Z. Um, And not only that, look, she's so inspiring. I'm so inspired by her. She encourages me. I want to go work out right now. I'm not kidding. Like she inspires me to work out. So thank you so much. Um, Be sure to follow her on all social media platforms. I will make sure I have all the links to all her websites and her social media um, in the show notes. And thank you so much, Natalie, for being here. It was amazing. And I learned something. I learned quite a few things today from you. So thank you very much. I really appreciate that because, you know, that's what life is. It's just a lifelong journey of constantly learning. So thank you so much. It was a joy to have you. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. And we'll be in touch. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. That was incredible. If you want to learn more and you know somebody else that wants to work out, but says, "Uh, I don't know, doesn't want to, you know, there's so much healing in it. I encourage you to share this video with them. Feel free to leave a comment, share what you learned, something new. Even if you have questions, feel free to drop them in the comment section and we'll respond to you. I'll tag Natalie. I'm sure she'll respond. And, you know, feel free to invite your friends and family to like and follow on Facebook, on YouTube. You can also listen on all major ah, podcast platforms. And I leave you today with this thought. If you think you can't, you're right. If you think you can you're also right. And I forget who that's by. So, but I know it's a a common phrase out there and it's so important because it's true. It's so true. I'm Tiffany Patlin signing off until the next episode. See you guys. Bye.